プレイステーション Greatness is always waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation Experience. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and joining me, as always, is the Secretary of Spoil, the Platinum Princess herself, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. How you doing? Hi, I've been awake since 1.30 in the morning, and I'm going to bed right after we're done. <laughs> so, just a typical week for you. <laughs> Take care. She's so excited to record this podcast. I She's am. staying up. I, like, I a, mean, to, like a kid on Christmas. To be fair, I'm always excited to record, so. Like, I can't sleep. That is true. She is but, always excited. But also, I, I don't sleep in general. Record. I don't <laughs> I sleep. I don't sleep in general. So. Also, joining us, the other verse, voice you heard, the man who killed PSXP, Mr. Donnie Reese. How you doing, brother? Greetings, Koopalings. <laughs> I don't like that title at all. <laughs> also, also technically not true, because he let us continue it. So, Well, no, I know it's not true. Didn't but like I can't that. Uh, didn't like that topic of conversation on the last PSX hey, either. We asked the question. They, well, we asked for questions. They gave us the question. We just answered well. Let me it. provide um more of an administrative answer to the folks that list still listen to XP. Um, it wasn't my decision necessarily to take it Patreon. No. I thought that Patreon would be a good fit for PSXP, not because I wanted to give our patrons more content as a bonus, though I'm always for on that. the lookout yeah. for that, for sure. And I'm very proud of, since we've made the change, how much e- effort I've put into the Patreon since then. Oh yeah, we've released a ton of content. The biggest issue, and this was a big reason why PSVG is even started, quite honestly, is that PSXP was hemorrhaging listeners for the last year. It went from having a really solid few thousand people listening to every episode down to a few hundred. Um, they just, I don't know, like the show just lost traction. And so, it, and it's not that we don't, we don't really base decisions off of that. Although I know it sounds like no. we did this one. Um, but that's what I think really made us look, relook and reevaluate. When I say we speaking for me and dev to be honest with you so clarity yeah so i'm looking at like i need to do less things i don't know how to do this like i can't keep doing five shows at least not five scheduled shows a week right plus my extracurriculars Mm -hmm. i need to do like one show a week plus extracurriculars and then i'm talking to dev and i'm like look the show is it's not you know it's not holding what we what we what it used to hold like it's not it's not doing very well. What's the issue? Like, do we need to change up the host? Do we need to change up the rotation? Do we need to change up the recording? 
do we just need to change everything? So we started to circle in on, let's just change, let's just change it all. Let's do a new show with me and you. And the byproduct of that was that PSXP had to, had to change. Yeah. And I just thought the natural place for that would be on Patreon. Now, if our patrons really, really start to like it and we start to see people engage with it, it's not so much listeners, it's engagement. Are they asking questions? Are they showing up? Are they talking about topics in the discord? Like, are you, are you getting tweets? Like, Hey, when's the next one? You know, like engagement, are they engaged with the show? Then maybe we'll think about doing, we'll resurrect the feed and bring it back. But I also don't want to overextend anyone. And by anyone, I specifically mean Delvin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Delvin does plenty uh, in his, in his own atmosphere and he does plenty honestly in our atmosphere and uh i didn't want to saddle you with because we've done that before too that's a mistake that i've made right you give somebody a show you hope for them to do it they're real excited to do it for six months maybe a year and then life changes and now they don't want to do it no more and then what are you what are you left with a show that once again needs a new host and a new like you know like we we pride ourselves on where we try to pride ourselves on that consistency oh yeah and yeah. Um, i agree with that because yeah truthfully speaking I already do with this show three shows. Right. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that um to speak on what Donnie was saying, I feel like there are some episodes of PSXP I can you can feel the fatigue. Oh yeah. And that's not me criticizing the show no. at all. I think change is good. I think it's important that we have change. And I feel like like I said early last week, I think it's good it's cool that we have this platform here where we can grow, we can build it, and if people like it. Then we yeah. can take it to the prime time. That's the whole thing. And, I, and like even I said, if and if it doesn't get that, we still have a space where, you know, like the Patreon is literally the space to do something if only like 10 people want to yeah. listen to it. Like you can like I wanted to do a horror show. Like you're not the only ones. I don't want to make you guys feel singled out. I think Decade of Horror is amazing. I love Decade of and Horror. I agree. No nobody listened to it. We oh. had like Yeah, like that it, makes it, me it, so think, sad. I don't remember. I think the entire series as a whole had a couple thousand downloads. Oh, we do we do several thousand downloads an episode of PSXP or M- I mean of Shack or Empire. Yeah. So like the yeah. decade of horror was basically like if you were to measure it on performance, a huge flop. Um, but I like doing decade of horror. Decade of horror and is so good. That's the only reason that we did it. Like that's that's really to me that's all that matters, which is why this year we did it. We did the follow episodes just for the Patreon. I still haven't had a chance to listen to them. They're in my queue. I'm so excited to listen to them though. And that's the Patreon's a perfect place for something like that. Dueling whiskeys. Something Nathan wants to do. I, I'm sure there's He's like, looking uh, for a host again for that. And I'm, I'm sure like, there's like I don't know five that I can do people the people that listen to it, right? But Patreon's a great place for that because these are our our most avid listeners. These are our strongest yeah. supporters. So if we can take something that we really like, that we're passionate about, they'll listen to it. I yeah. think, <laughs> I think they'll do it anyway. Like when, the reception that I've gotten to recording like DLC episodes has been through the roof. And, you know, like I'm sure not every patron even listens to those, but there's 20 or 30 really devout P- PSVG fans that love those. All right. So that's, that's, that was a big part of. Yeah. Like, let's let XP, if XP wants to exist, if it wants to survive, let's let it exist in the Patreon. If Delvin gets too busy or can't do it, 
or Haley goes off and joins Easy Allies, then it can go away. And if you yes. if you guys miss an episode, it can go away. If you guys want to record two episodes a month or one episode a month or one episode every three months, like there's just really no it's kind of like the DMZ, right? There's just really no rules over here. So you can kind of play with it. And that's what I kinda of like about it. That's why I kinda of like said, hey, we could do this show here and be more free to talk about more things that we want to talk about in gaming and not, not necessarily have to stick to the current events because truthfully yeah. speaking, everybody does that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have shows that do that. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we need that in PSVG. Right yeah. Now. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Which uh, I think. Nope. Go ahead, Donnie. Sorry. I was going to say, I think it makes in, in some cases it can make the show more fun to do when you're not doing like the news beat. You know, yes. um, it's like I've taken over the news beat for PSVG and I'm always trying to be like comprehensive of the news. But if you guys have listened to the last couple of episodes, like I'm running through it like fast. Yeah, because yep. it's like everybody most of I think most of the folks that listen to us weekly know the news. So they're really just wanting a reaction on the news. So it's like quick hit. Here's the news. Here's what we think. Let's keep it moving. Oh, yeah. Which which makes sense. And also, um, I know Delvin's on like a time frame today. So, which brings us to our big uh, topic of the show. This is going to be like a comprehensive. Not really. Yeah. I, we, we, we have a list of things, yes. but I'm not really on a time frame. I'm just tired because I was at AEW last night till yeah. midnight. Whoop, <laughs> so, whoop. it was fun. Okay. But okay. Well, if you're not before on, we get to that. Yeah. PCW. If you're, if you're not PCW. on that big of a t- it felt like uh, that. time yeah, crunch, then like. yeah. I think we're gonna. Uh, me and Donnie will probably talk about that this week on Strong Style because there's a lot of interesting things that happened there. <laughs> yeah, De- Delvin Cox happened. made his first television appearance. Everybody, yeah, I showed yeah. my wife. I was, I was like I that guy I, I podcast with. That's him, and it's I love the gif that Cousin Cecil posted because it's like all of a half a second. You just see his face <laughs> just gone. <laughs> and I, I and the crazy thing about it is I have video of that entrance. Nice. I'm gonna I'm I'm post it um because I was right then. He kicked the shit out of that, that gate. Nice. I, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it on strong style. So Haley, how was your week? Uh well, I had required overtime on Monday and Tuesday, so that sucked. Um, but you know, that's good extra thing. money. Though. Extra money. What are you talking about? Uh extra money's fine, but like, so generally, <laughs> I take about sixty calls a day. Which hang get, on a second. Yes. Hang on a second. Are you still in that bedroom we talked about last time? Yeah. Then you need the extra money. Okay. You need as much extra money Look, as you can when make. You're, when you're young, you take the extra hours and take the extra money. I'm not complaining about the extra hours. I The, the extra hours are, 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 oh, well, it's two hours a shift extra. That's not my issue. I hate required overtime because there's literally no breathing room between calls. So on a standard day, when it's not... Busy to high hell. I'll take about 50, 60 calls with sometimes yeah. five, maybe 10 minutes between a call, which gives you breathing room to prepare because some of these people are not kind, to put it nicely. Assholes. <laughs> yeah. We're on Patreon. We can say uh, that. We can. Yeah, true. Um, but then um, <laughs> ROT is, hey, how about you take 160 calls and there's no breathing room or time to prepare between things. That's my yeah. big gripe with, with our you're basically, team, really. You're basically a dispatcher. Yeah. yeah. So I just got the news that we have required overtime on uh, November 11th and 12th uh, and on uh, November 25th and 26th. Wow. 
which that for people who don't know is Thanksgiving for Americans and Black Friday. So that's the bigger holiday. Black I Friday. know it is. Yeah, I don't my favorite thing though is people are like I can't believe you're working on Thanksgiving. I'm like I can't believe you're here because that's why we're working. <laughs> I'm excited for Black Friday. I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff. I am too. I yeah. can't wait for Black Friday. I, I, I've gotten into the habit of saving up money just specifically for Black Friday. And I've spent thousands of dollars on Black Friday. I'm wondering if I should convert my GameStop credit into trade coup, like trade, or I mean, to like eShop points and just go digital. Maybe. So I feel like last year's Black Friday's deals like in stores weren't that spectacular. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention last year. But on the digital shops, like, there's quite a bit. Yeah, that's when I bought Death Stranding, actually, last year. I will say this. If you're planning on getting PlayStation stuff... Black Friday's always good. Dude, dude. I would say PlayStation. I would say go to GameStop. If you're just planning on getting, like, Nintendo and Xbox stuff, digital. Now, hold up here. (laughs) Maybe Delvin Cox shouldn't go to GameStop at all. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't think I normally go to GameStop on Black Friday. No, I'm just shocker. Like the, that's a deep cut shocker. to like the the shocker about like, hey, I ordered this thing at GameStop <laughs> and it didn't fucking show up, and then all of a sudden you'll you'll hear this story later, people. But I still spoilers. don't. Not yet. Well, I mean, I don't know when this episode's posting, but spoilers maybe. Look at her, Delvin, we, trying to take all. We've got the no. We got just, we got no context to this. No, just you're take not. Your story. You're not gonna. And then she's gonna tell it. No, I just I I can't Ellie, believe that thing arrived. Right I, now. Just I can't that. believe that thing fucking arrived. <laughs> well, it didn't arrive, but I'll tell that story exactly. Because video game, I'll explain what happened there because that's a a doozy. Uh, of a other tale. than that, my week has just been rewatching the the Scream series, so you know. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Donnie, how's your week been? Uh, it's been good, man. Um, I haven't really got anything cool to report. Just uh, playing video games, watching scary stuff, man. Watched I was Halloween, Halloween kills. kills last night. I didn't like it as much as Delvin did. Um, it's okay. It. Don't get me wrong. It's okay. Um, I think for me, it's definitely more action-packed. It's got a higher kill count. And that way, in a lot of ways, it almost seems more like a Friday the 13th movie. But it does hold like that Halloween vibe, um, which I give it a lot of credit for. It still very feels Halloween. I like the burned mask part of Michael. It's a cool little tweak to the formula. I just think for this being a trilogy, um, this middle movie didn't do much to move the story forward at all. Minor, I guess, with the exception of killing off a character or two that you thought would be there at the end that apparently aren't. Um, And in one particular character, like, kind of a throwaway kill too um in my opinion that like for the character's place History. in the in the cast for them to die the way they did <laughs> like does it make a whole lot of sense in terms of payoff um but to be honest with you halloween ends which is the third movie in the trilogy that's already been announced will more or less pick up right where halloween left off like halloween kills didn't really add a whole lot to that and a lot of times i think my biggest my biggest complaint is for a lot of the movie there's like just a lot of people like basically kind of middling about trying to figure out what to do which is just weird it's, it's kind of weird for, for a movie they're just like 
let's go over here. (laughs) There's not really any aim to the movie. Like the movie, it's like, what's happening? Like, you know, I I think that's what I kind of like about it. That it feels like a Friday the 13th movie in terms of like, Hey, Halloween to me always kind of had a sense of realism to it. Oh, definitely. It's always, it's meant to, I mean, that's intentional. This one, not at all. Not really. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, The plot is really bonkers and unbelievable. Like the suspension for disbelief is is a bit high on this one because it's especially at the end you're like, dude, what the hell? Like, and I never like that with movies. And I think the legends should hold themselves like above that. Like I know we get that a lot in horror movies, which is why I think when you're working with something like a Halloween or a Nightmare, like you've got to be better than that. You know, Scream. Like these are the legends of the the genre. Yeah. So in a ways, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't not like it. I know it may sound that way. I didn't not like it. I just had higher expectations. Like it's still entertaining. Watch, sit down and watch it. I mean, if you just want to watch Michael Myers kill folks, it's a great movie. Yeah. I've, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> seen, like in that Friday the 13th sense, like I just want to see Jason kill folks. Like, yeah, this, this checks that box really, really well. Yeah, but if you wanted more, you know, character development and you wanted to see where this trilogy was going. Not as much. I haven't seen the one. Yeah, I haven't seen like the 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 one they brought. What was it? Twenty eighteen was the first one. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen the the new one or this one. Because it's supposed to set up like a new universe. You've got mm. the original Halloween, and then basically this retcons like everything that happened after that. So scratch Halloween two, three, four, four, and then like you just go from Halloween to Halloween twenty eighteen to Halloween Kills to Halloween Ends. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah, and so. I'm interested in see where this is going. I honestly thought that, well, I don't even go there. I don't want to, I don't get too crazy with it, but, um, I had one idea where it was going and then I watched this movie and it's like, that's not where it's going at all. So I am super interested to see where they take it. Cause I yeah. was like, at the end it was like, a, wow, that's the ending. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's- I mean, I continue to remind everybody that Danny McBride's writing this Oh, and it completely like blows like it blows everybody's every time i let somebody know that they're like what what who D- danny, like danny mcbride, McBride. And they're like not the comedian like, yeah, yeah the same comedian, guy yeah <laughs> same guys and i'm actually really impressed with how he handles it's good he, he, well, how he, he handles the, the legacy like you can tell he and he's not the only one so i want to give him sole credit there's like four writers and the director obviously but they, they're taking care of the the legacy of the franchise like they, you can tell how hard they want to make it seem like it's a part of the original franchise, yeah. Um, which I appreciate. In a lot of ways, Halloween Kills does kind of pay homage to Halloween Two. It's like it's very centered on like a hospital and stuff. So like there are similar vibes too, which I appreciate. But yes. yeah, all in all, I think it was kind of a it was a mediocre to good movie. It was alright. I, li- I liked it a lot, I, but like I said, because I like the Friday the Thirteenth movies, and that reminded me of that specifically. Like, hey, this mm. feels like a Jason movie. And see, and I, I distinctly that. want those things to be different, but I'm just, you know, old fashioned that way. I want Michael Myers is different than that was the problem with Halloween H two O, because it felt too much like Jason. <laughs> it's like, come on, yeah. this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is Halloween. It's supposed to be more, you know brooding and yeah, yeah and, and haunting and, and he's behind doors like, and behind trees and stuff like that you know it's not supposed to just be out in the open yeah. like Jason. it's also like you don't go into a halloween movie expecting like scream like look i love scream but like it's meant to be like a satirical kind of take on the genre yeah you're not going mm-hmm. into a halloween movie expecting that so yeah, yeah and it's, this one 
leans into, okay, Michael Myers is really a supernatural dude. <laughs> like the other ones, you can make an excuse like, that could be explained. That could be explained. This one, nah. It's like, no, Michael Myers is a mystical Sasquatchian type mm. creature. Sasquatch, huh? Yeah, that's Danny McBride just, for you. I just kind of thought of like the first mythical creature myth that you would think of, and that's kind of how they build him up as. And it's it's interesting how they do that because there are some scenes in this movie like, holy crap, that's kind of cool. There's one in particular. I don't want to spoil yeah. it, but a big scene where Michael Myers just takes out a bunch of people. I'm like, holy shit, that's kind of cool. But so you thought like that was cool? So that's where we got a different no, on this movie. Not I- the, there's, well, actually, there's two scenes. Okay. The the first one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I got not you. Not the second one. Yeah, the second one. I was like, this is dumb as shit. <laughs> second one was kind of dumb. I have no like, I have <laughs> no context, and I won't for a while, because uh, this, this movie's uh, it's on Peacock, right? Yeah, you you worked yeah. overtime. Yeah, but Peacock's not available in Canada, so God so damn it. it's not on it's damn not it's not like on a streaming service. What in the hell? <laughs> what are y'all doing? You might as well live in Cambodia or something. Like, what the hell is hey, going on? You know, you know what I also can't watch. Actually, I bet Cambodia has Peacock. <laughs> you know what I can't watch? That dropped yesterday on HBO Max, and I'm fucking pissed. Delvin, want to like, North Korea. D- Delvin, want to take guess? DC's uh, the DC Dome thing. What? DC fan well, No, I watched fan fandom, but they it's dropped. Like, it's the, on HBO Max. They dropped the first two fucking episodes of Young Justice season four on HBO Max yesterday, and I can't watch them because they're not on a streaming service. Why here. don't you have like a VPN or something? We went over this with her. Oh, okay, no, no, no. I, 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 I can get Skip. a VPN. It's then having to pay the HBO Max subscription cost on top of all the subscriptions I pay for now. Just get devs. Dev will give it to you. Yeah. I piggyback off devs HBO for like a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Piece of cake. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> Steal. <laughs> the, the true American way. Yes. <laughs> Commit crimes. Do crimes. Oh man, Jeff Jeff has a um Jeff was downloading a ROM for something on his computer. And his his Discord has given him shit about it. Oh, I, and they're yeah, like, I saw. you can't do this. And he 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 said uh, he replied to one of them, "Do crimes." And we've screenshotted it. And now every time anybody does anything, like we constantly keep reusing. Yeah, do crimes. Oh, the 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 games mess Discord is fucking hilarious. It's the best. So yeah. that's awesome. So let's actually talk about what we came to talk about: <laughs> Far Cry Six. Ooh. Overall thoughts. Well, before we get into everything, what our thoughts and stuff is, I wanted to pull up some Far Cry specific topics. Okay. Like um, stories that they've released over a couple weeks about the game and surrounding the game. So I can't take one, this shit anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I love- we heard. <laughs> uh, fucking the reviewers for this game, man. I don't understand. We're, well, we're going to talk about that a little bit. So... Ubisoft, well, this was already released, but I want to give oh, yeah. kind of like uh, a synopsis of it. Far Cry 6 post-launch pl- plans have been already released and stuff. You know, you got episode one, which is planned for release in November 2021, is uh, Vaz Insanity. That's the first main DLC. Yeah. Then you got episode two, which is um, Pagan Men, essentially, Control. January 2022 and episode 3 Joseph C's Collapse planned for March 2022 and of course you get Blood Dragon as well and December yeah 
my the episode. the most interesting thing to me as part of like this post launch plan is those three crossover operations that I just I how did you snag Danny Trejo uh, Rambo and fucking Stranger Things? Danny Trejo must have like the cheapest licensing <laughs> deal. He's literally yes. in every. We could get Danny Trejo. <laughs> Yeah, he's in every game. He's in every. I love that Danny Trejo was in Spy Kids, and the Spy Kids movies are in the Machete universe, according to Danny Trejo. Well, well, Danny Trejo makes sense to be in Spy Kids. Yes, because they're they're directed by uh, Robert Robert Rodriguez, who loved Danny Trejo. So that makes sense. But he Danny Trejo's in everything. Yeah. And I mean, he was in the Flash, and I didn't understand his character for Far Cry and like Far Cry Six particularly. So I'm actually really excited for that one. Yeah, I'm excited for all, all these DLCs. I didn't get the season pass before because I knew Shame I was leaving. I'm going to tell you why. Because nine times out of ten, this season pass is going to go on sale eventually. And I'll just get it then and play all this stuff then. Sure. Also, I did with I, that's true. I bought the season pass. But in the case of like Far Cry 5's DLC, I played like the Zombies episode and it was so bad. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Then I finished Zombies, and Kevin and I finished the Mars one. Yeah. I was really let down. I remember wanting a lot more from those DLCs. Yeah. But yeah. The the Mars one was... Uh, it, like, it was alright. And, like, I don't know if it was just because, like, you know, once you beat those DLCs, you could get the fucking Mars guns in the main campaign. But those guns were, like, so overpowered in... Um, well, that's a fun part of Far Cry. No, I know, yeah. but like they were so overpowered. Even in the DLC, it's like, well, why would I use any other weapon? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they have to do better with these DLCs coming up because they're highlighting because they're licensed. Yeah. yeah, the licensed stuff. Then you got the the, the story DLCs with characters that people care about, like Vaz, yeah. Joseph Seed, Peggy. Man, I feel like you have to kind of knock it out the park if you're gonna do that. Yeah. I'm excited for those, and then I never played Blood Dragon, so I'm yeah, I never, well. I never got to play Blood Dragon as well. I played like the Trials Blood Dragon one, which was fun because like I love Trials, but like you know, it's not gonna repeat like the Blood Dragon story. Um, I don't know, Blood Dragon, cool. The Blood Dragon weapon pack you get for the season pass is nice as well. Um, you get an extra amigo who I haven't used, but um, like I've used some of the oh, amigos. That's the Pitbull. Yeah, the K9000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't used that one. The only Amigos I've used are uh, Alusa and Guapo. Luzo. Yeah, for... I've used Guapo f- until I unlocked Chorizo, and then I've really only used Chorizo. So. Uh, Chicharron. I haven't unlocked um, them yet. In true Ubisoft fashion, I mean, they're bringing a ton of value with their, oh, yeah. their, their yeah. season pass. I don't think most games can compare in terms of season pass offerings. They're giving you an entire game and tons of content and tons of DLC and kinds of extras. Like, yeah, I, I bought the gold edition of the game um, 
and that was in addition to Kevin already getting it. And I just wanted to play it on my Xbox. So I just bought it myself. And I think Kevin and I are both kind of this way on at least like Creed and Far Cry's. We always buy the gold edition because we just always feel like it gives you. It, yeah, it, your does, it does give you like I bought the stupid edition, not like the stupid one that comes with the replica flamethrower. The flamethrower? Because I don't oh, know. Oh, that's yeah. the stupid edition then. Well, I mean, I still spent stupid amount of money on this game. So I call it yeah, the stupid not, edition. Not nearly the same. But OK, I bought the ultimate edition. Okay, so uh, I don't know. Objection. <laughs> but uh, it's like one step below getting Browns, the- this is redunk. <laughs> it's like one step below getting the fucking uh, flamethrower replica, but like I bought it because, like, you know, Far Cry always get like, Ubisoft in general always gives you a bang for your buck. Like, I, yeah. I've bought in the season pass for literally every Assassin's Creed game since, um, since Syndicate and. They've always delivered Far Cry. I mean, some of their DLCs. Even Valhalla, like their last chapter that they came out with, I didn't like it all and stopped playing it and didn't even care because I had already felt yeah. like my money Plus, was Plus, there's still worth it. a second year worth of DLC coming. There's that rumored, but actually, like, honestly confirmed at this point because it's in the game files. Cassandra crossover is happening. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a bunch of stuff still coming with Valhalla. So, like, Ubisoft always, like, fills their their games with like value and the season pass just adds to that so yeah i like that about ubisoft they give you what you want so i kind of don't mind paying extra for ubisoft games you know you're gonna get your money's Mm -hmm. worth for it so the next topic and i don't know if either of you can counter this far cry 6 has a bug i didn't know about this until you linked it in the notes never encountered this that's well apparently the bug is for those who don't know shocked (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of a thing where if you get killed in the world, it'll just keep because because it doesn't have manual saves. Stupid! It'll keep reloading that save that you died. You'll just keep dying over and over again. Oh no! That's there's so a, your system would have to restart the game. There's a, there's a clip of this in the article that's linked here, by the way, where they're not even spawning on the ground and dying. They're spawning like this much off the ground and fucking dying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not shocked. I had a similar issue with Phoenix, mm. and I almost had to restart that entire game. They eventually did fix it, but I had to wait like a month, and then by then I was just over it. Um, but I mean, Valhalla is a broken mess. Uh, I've I've encountered oh. lots of bugs already with Far Cry Six, but it's a little bit better than Valhalla. But I mean, Valhalla this is, is just still kind of, broken, and it lost. Yeah, Valhalla is still broke. So I come to expect this with giant open world Ubisoft games. There's a UB jank you deal yeah. with. Yeah, it kind of par for course. They're going to fix it, obviously, because it always usually gets fixed. And the Don't die. Ubisoft, yeah. <laughs> that is Get the, good. The, the consistency. <laughs> just don't die. The only, uh, the only bug I think I've encountered so far was I was driving my car. I clipped a, one of the non-destructible foam poles. Cause like you could knock some of them over, but then like there's some that you can't. I clipped it. I went through the windshield, and instead of you know, you know, falling on the ground or whatnot, it set me in the air. I didn't even know you could go through the windshield. I haven't had that happen one yeah. time. That's awesome. I I was going like sixty miles though, so that might have been why. Cause like you're not wearing a seatbelt, right? So. I had a lot of bugs. The the funniest one though was um you finding how to go through the world in every game you play. No, that's that's normal. The funny one was I was doing a, a base, and these two helicopters show up, and I had to take them out, 
and one of them just started to climb in altitude. And I swear to you, I just sat there and watched it just climb into the sky. So it became like a little, I could barely see it, a little bitty tiny speck up there. And I could see it. I went and got a helicopter and tried to go get it and I couldn't fly that high. I have no idea where it was going or what happened. But like, I had to start the whole mission over, which I did not want to do. Because uh, it took like 20 minutes. It was a big base and and still, but yeah, I had to do the whole thing over. That, that sucks. You encountered any bugs yet? <laughs> I haven't captured any big ones. Like it's all minor stuff and things like that. So I, it's not nothing really to talk about that's game breaking. So I've, been I've spontaneously game blown up a few times, which is interesting. That is cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't even you can't even really be mad at it. You're like what the hell? Yeah, I, my favorite is like you were just walking along the road and then all of a sudden you're just dead from like explosion and you don't know yeah. where it came. It's from. Like a grenade went off or something <laughs> yeah. just in my pocket. It's like well, there goes the resistance. That's that heat. <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> In Cuba, they like that real hot, so the grenade just had to go off. Got him. <laughs> uh, All right, let's talk about something that's going to get Donnie heated up. <laughs> uh-oh. All right. There's an article on, um, what is it? Game Brand. Uh, talking about the reviews for Far Cry 6 compared to the previous Far Cry's. Sure. Six right now sits at a 76. Okay. And all the all the Far Cry games, usually from what I was looking at, range at that one, at that range, like um, Far Cry 5 like at a 78. Far Cry 3 is probably the abnormality. I think that was at 88. That's the one every, yeah, that's the one everyone talks about yeah. so much. That's but, so crazy, Far Cry 5 is so low. Yeah, I didn't even know I, that. I was, yeah, I was looking at the lowest one I've seen, I guess, of the modern Far Cry games is Primal. Primal was at 74. Well, yeah, I didn't like Primal. Primal is not fun, so. I think people, I, I know Coach really liked it a lot. Like, I kind of get it, but it's so weird because I, I played Far Cry 5 and I loved it. And that was my first play in the series. So then I went backwards. I tried playing Far Cry 4, which is okay. Um, doesn't look very good. And I think what I really noticed was just how streamlined the Far Cry experience has become with five from Primal. Like basically like Primal feels like there's like the first age of Far Cry and it's like Primal and before that. And then there's like yeah. the new age of Far Cry because like you see the systems, the crafting, the mechanics, the the options, the menus, they've all been overhauled starting with Far Cry 5. In like a nice modern way. Yeah. And I had a really hard time going back and playing the old ones, I think, because of it. Yeah, I think people, when it comes to like three, and I want to say even four to an extent, people kind of talk about those games so much because of the villains. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the gameplay, they're like, okay, Vaz and Pagan Man. See, here's the the thing with that, though. I never never understood the love for Pagan Man as a villain. Like, he fucking sucked. I literally quit Far Cry 4 like less than 10 hours into the game. It was so boring. So boring as a villain. And also like the people you're supposed to be helping in that game. Like I get it. It's Far Cry. We're not going to be like paragons of humanity or whatnot. But like the two opposing sides here. <laughs> Donnie's cat. <laughs> the, the two opposing sides in Far Cry 4. Is it like like because you help one. But you can only choose to help one or the other. Of these two people you're supposed to be helping, they both suck. 
They're, they're both, like, terrible options. One's, like, kill an orphanage full of children, and the other one's, like, poison, like, homeless people. Like, yeah, they're terrible people, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm out. Like, no. I understand why they did that. They did it to give you an option, like, hey, no matter what size you want, each one of the sides are shitty, and that's kind of re- real life and reality. I mean, sure, but... But it doesn't make it necessarily it funny. It wasn't, no. <laughs> yeah. I think... When I look at the Far Cry games, I feel like five kind of set a pace for people to not like them because of it was so close to their home. Well, we're viewers because they felt like the whole thing with Joseph C and stuff like that, people made a big deal about that. Sure, but they made a big deal about it in the wrong way by trying to compare it to Trump when it had nothing to do with Trump. Yeah, that's 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 exactly my point. And I think that's kind of rubbed people the wrong way. Even though if you play the game, there is no comparison whatsoever. And I think the people just no, kinda... and I definitely I think, I mean I've definitely I've brought it up, so I agree with both of you. Far Cry Five's kind of home homegrown, you know, off the grid type of approach is very Waco, it's very Ruby Ridge. Yes. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff. I think the correlation can be made that those sort of people are Trump-like or Trumpish or Trump supporters. Yeah. So I think that's maybe where, where the media was going. But I also just think it was like the whole rise in conflict. Like our, our nation was just in such inner turmoil during that time that, you know, they felt like this was like a, a wrong move, you know, politically. And Far Cry always has these political overtones. Because of, you know, the very nature of its game. Like, so I, I, I get it, but I, I just think they went too far with it. And they just, it was, they use it as such an easy, sh- like, shield of cover to just rag on something, you know? Yeah. To, to kind of counter that a little bit, I feel like Grand Theft Auto kind of does the same thing. In terms oh, of- Grand Theft Auto is way more. Like hits way harder. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but it, it doesn't it doesn't get the same flack as Far Cry. Yeah, because no, Grant the thought was meant to be satirical. Like that's literally like literally that's um. And I know that people are like, what are they going to do GTA Six? They're working on it. They've already like pretty much confirmed they're working on it. But also like those games take time. It took eight years for Red Dead Two, and like the amount of like manpower that like there is so much detail in Red Dead 2, and I know that, like, I'm one of the odd ones out in, like, PSBG who liked Red Dead 2, but even still, my point being is, like, like we've got the remastered trilogy coming out later this year. Um, Now, if the story that was told on PSBG this week, um, or past week, depending on when this episode goes out, um, is true, uh, yeah, I may be waiting, because I don't know that I want to play that at 30 FPS. Um... But uh, they're working on GTA 6. It just takes time, people. But also, like, even Dan Hauser, and I know that he left Rockstar, or him or his brother, I don't remember which one. One of the Hauser brothers left. The point being is they've always been like, yeah, it's kind of hard to write a GTA game right now because, like, the news is so fucking batshit insane, it's kind of hard to write satire about this. Yeah, but I think that's kind of the point of it. And those games, I, I like, 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 I like that about Far Cry as well. Far Cry... Even the earlier games, it's always been kind of a political thing. Mm-hmm. Only difference was it wasn't about our politics. <laughs> it was about Which, things, atrocities that happened in other countries and stuff like that. Which our media coverage folks, they don't like that either. I've heard that plenty, is that, there, that Far Cry exploits peop, other other countries and other people and other people's conditions. They just don't I'm, like it. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, it just comes down to 
you we can make comparisons to this game versus other games. It really just comes down to it's it's a game that is set in some sort of political climate that features you murdering thousands of things and and our media like that just you can just think about it. It's not even just our media. I mean, just think about it. If, if you were to take anything like that and put it up for a critical review, you know, like if it was a movie, I think it would be almost the same way. It's just easy to throw stones at. It's easy to like get your pound of flesh with this versus, you know, the next Star Wars, the next Marvel, right? Like you kind of do those the way you're supposed to, and then you get your pound of flesh with this one. And I think that's like what Far Cry does. I I, I do, because I, I argue with Jeff about this a bit and, you know, he, he responded, he's like, I think Far Cry kind of begets some of this reaction. And I actually agree. I do think, I think it's unfair, but I do think because Far Cry is the way that it is, it's just going to get some flack because of it. I do feel it's kind of cheap. Yeah, I do too. There's a lot of games that I do too. Do that in terms of like if you look at um, Call of Duty games. Dude, the Modern <laughs> Warfare game. Yes. The, like the newest I, I, one? That really hit home in terms of like realism and, and, and you know, kind of like what we've seen and what we've heard, like stories of overseas conflicts, especially now. Think about like in today's, like the news that we've heard come out of the Middle East the last, uh, like since we've pulled out. And then you think yeah. of like Call of Duty's, was it 2019 Modern modern Warfare? Yeah. Like yeah. now that hits home in a wholly different, in a completely different way. And... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games that do this. You're right, and I, I do think it's kind of cheap. You're right, and I don't always agree with it. You're right. That's why I, that's why I brought it up and made so many posts in our Discord and on Twitter about it because I, I think it's kind of a juxtaposition for a lot of these reviewers um, for a lot of different reasons. But I think that's the hard part. The hard part. And that's the reason why it's good to talk long form about it. Is the hard part is that there's a lot of different reasons that are kind of overlapping together. There's people that don't like the fact that it's political. There's people that don't like, or, or I don't want to say they don't like the fact that it's blue. It's because it's political. There are people that are now feel open and free to write the stuff that they write. Yes. There are people that don't like that it's so like militaristic and shootery and like murder simulator. Then there are people that don't like, you know, like the fact that it deals with people of color. And then there's the fact that people don't like that it deals with anything that's remotely close to realistic. Like all of those overlapping gives you a big pie of people that don't like it. And you just kind of get all of the reverberate. Oh, there's also the, the, the big probably Maybe the biggest part of the pie is people that don't like Ubisoft games, apparently. Or they like yeah. them when it's Assassin's Creed, but yeah. they don't like them when it's Far Cry. Uh, like, like, you get a lot of that, too. I like, my, I like Watch Dogs because it's cool and, 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 futuristic. and a hacker with gadgets. Yeah. The, my, but then you do the same thing in Far Cry. Like, all of a sudden, I don't like it now. Yeah. You know, it's there's that, too. My biggest gripe with the, the review thing is I think I saw two reviews that are just like, these are... These are not reviews. These should be op-eds, which Dev said on... on. Well, in, in a Waypoint's defense, they started that way. They said this is not a review. Mm. Right? They're like, hey, this is not a uh, review, but I can't take this shit anymore. And it's like, well, then maybe you shouldn't have accepted the review code. Yeah, exactly. The other one I saw <laughs> was like a fanbite article that was meant to like... I don't know if they got the game or not. They don't mention it in the article, so I'm going to assume no. But their review was like... Yeah, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, yeah, you're a great dude, but my dad could have done it better, and I'm like... That's weird. Um, I'll tell you that I didn't say this on PSVG just because it kind of 
I guess, you know, a lot of times I'm podcasting, I just forget things. But I was thinking this the day that the reviews were going live, you know, for as much as these big game outlets and journalisms and, and influence, I, I need like a better word because like reviewers don't count cover it, right? Because you've got big media outlets. Then you've got like big influencers, like social media folks and streamers, kind of funny as the world, right? Just putting them all together. The one thing that I didn't like that I don't think was really being said during the review outrage was a lot of times these outlets will talk about how much that they hate uh, quote unquote toxicity in gaming. And then you see them review a game like this, the way they review it, and it just creates toxicity in gaming. Yeah. yeah. And I don't feel like a lot of those outlets get a lot of shit for that. I feel like Kotaku gets a lot of shit for that, but like, they're not the only ones. I think Kotaku's getting a lot of shit for it because Kotaku's recent change in like leadership has just become, hey, Kotaku's going to stir the shit like literally every day at this point, yeah. which is why Kotaku's yeah, and, getting I mean, shit for it. <laughs> And they're probably, you know, the sad part is they're probably doing well because of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, again, the point I'm trying to make is we'll see, you know, streamers, whatever, sit there and talk about how us, the global gamer, us, are bad because we're so toxic and vile and, you know, combative. And then you see some shit like Waypoint and, like, the headline that they choose to go with. And it's like, so is it us, the consumer, that's toxic or is it just the medium? Because, like, what are you instigating with, when you decide to lean in like that, what are you inciting? A pylon. Yes. Toxicity yeah. in gaming. Like, you're, you're, create, you're lighting the match. Yeah. Right? Like, it doesn't need to be that way. It didn't have to happen. Like, you could write a scathing review without doing that. Yeah. Just like you could have reviewed Far Cry 6 without comparing it to Assassin's Creed or Ghost Recon. Like, I, I was shocked the amount of reviews that I saw. Compared to say, Assassin's like, I, Creed? It, yeah, I think Jez, uh, Jez, was, you know what? I didn't say this on PSVG either now that I'm remembering. I listened to uh, Jez Corden, his podcast over at uh, Windows Central. He's the Xbox guy. Mm-hmm. I listened to his podcast, and he went off on Far Cry 6 and how it's the same thing as Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon. And I got to tell you, I don't know if I've like less respected an opinion, like somebody that I've really liked than that moment. I was like, maybe I just need to stop reading or listening to Jez. And I don't say that because I like Jez, but I was like, how are you so far off base? <laughs> like, I, I understand the point he's trying to make is that Ubisoft makes big open world map games. But to say that they're all the same or even, to be honest with you, remotely similar. Yeah. Ghost Recon and Far Cry are... and Watch Dogs and Creed. Those are four really different games. Yeah. The only <laughs> really like different the only games. two you was... could even compare slightly, slightly, not even like fully is maybe Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed, because they both maybe. use the same parkour system. But other than that, they're all different. Like, yeah, they're all open-world games, but their gameplay style is so different from each other. And I just, I, I hate that we've gotten to a world now where if you don't completely transform everything you know of the franchise, then the game is the same. Oh, you know, yeah. like, that was another thing I was bringing up to Jeff. I was like, it can't be the same. It's got a completely different setting, completely different characters. You know, like, 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 it fundamentally is different. And you're like, oh, it's just reskinned. I'm like, yeah, to an awesome degree. Like, they didn't just, like, click a filter and change the game. They don't have, like, a tropical filter and click a button. Like, it took a shit ton of time to make Far Cry 6. And for us as reviewers or 
again, I don't know what the right, the right word for it, but for us as a community of players to toss that aside because it doesn't do enough is disingenuous. Like that's, and, that's bullshit. And, and that's my gripe. I think that um, it sucks that they're specifically doing it with this game. I've because... seen it with Ragnarok already too. People complaining that they're using the same boat animation. Now see, I saw the person <laughs> complain about that, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a person on Twitter that complained about that, but what happened? All of Twitter piled onto that person. Yeah. yeah. But those are the same people that are piling onto Far Cry for the same thing. And see, that's the hypocrisy that really makes you angry when you see something like this. And, and this is my problem with that. Because Far Cry 6 made characters a person of color. Yeah. The whole world is about people of color. It's about a culture. It's about a specific area. And the last few games were about white people. Yeah, they they were in, they were white people going into a different culture, a different atmosphere and experience. And this game specifically is about a person from this area dealing with what's going on in their area, and and playing it. And this we'll get into it when we talk more about it. Playing it, seeing it from that perspective matters to me more. And I think it sucks that that is getting lost in this whole narrative because like I said you are playing as Danny whether you're playing as Danny as a male or female you're playing as a Latino character in this Latino world with Latino dreams and visions yeah and that is kind of getting that's really cool it's innovative we don't get, we don't get that like, in video games that's a video game company going into new territory yes in, that's not uh, often in multiple you know, ways too I haven't met this character yet I'm not going to spoil anything but I did not expect... Donnie, I don't know if you've met this character yet, because I know you're probably farther than both Delvin and I. Um, I'm still in, like, the first area with the Montero. I honestly haven't played since, like, Wednesday. Hmm. Like, usually when we record, I usually take Thursday off from playing, and Friday night I watch a scary movie, and yesterday I worked all day, hmm. so I haven't played much. But there, there is a trans character in this game. Uh, who, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't met them yet, uh, but they're... They they apparently, from what I've heard, handle it really well, which is um, fantastic. And also, again, like Delvin's point, person of color, trans man, starring like big in the story, like, and their section is not about them being trans. They just happen to be trans. Um, and I only know this character's in the game from listening to the Easy Allies review, which is one of the only reviews I heard where they weren't dogpiling on the game for being Far Cry. Yeah. It's, 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 just, it's just disheartening me because when games like this happen and shit like this happens, we stop getting games like this. Yeah. Well, I think that, and that's the reason why you see me go, that's the reason why if anybody listens to this show on our Patreon, if you saw me in the Discord, you saw me on Twitter voicing it, the reason you're seeing me do that is because that's what I'm scared of. And it's, but see, that's the, I believe that's the motive behind it. The reason that you're seeing these folks lean in so hard on taking it to Far Cry is they don't want Far Cry. They want Far Cry to go away or change. I keep hearing it reboot, reboot Far Cry into something else. Like they want Far Cry to be like perfect dark or something. Like they just don't want Far Cry to exist like Far Cry does. No, they want Far Cry to become like Far Cry 1, which hot fucking take for y'all. Far Cry 1 fucking sucked, and so did Far Cry 2. That malaria mechanic yeah. in Far Cry 2 fucking sucked ass. And Far Cry 1, 
which I think was an Xbox exclusive. I don't remember if it released on anything else. I think it's available on other platforms now. They just don't want it to be based on anything that's remotely real yeah. or anything like that. They just want it to be more like video game. Like it was cool. Yeah. Like make it Turok. You know, like I, 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 I don't get it, but I ultimately feel like that's the case. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm almost afraid of is if this game doesn't perform well, like financially for Ubisoft, they start to hear that criticism. So like, if you really like something like this, like I, it's almost like you're a prerogative to voice something like make a YouTube video, make a podcast, like tweet about it. Let, let them know that you, you like it, like try to counterbalance it because if you don't, then the vocal minority becomes the narrative. And I hate that. Uh, that I don't like and I don't appreciate. And that was the case with Far Cry 5. Like, you'd have no idea. Like, if you were just listening, if you didn't play Far Cry 5, if you just never played a Far Cry game and you just listened to, like, the big popular opinion on Far Cry 5, you would have thought it's terrible, yeah. awful. And you yep. never wanted to play it. It was Ubisoft's best-selling game of the generation. Yep. Ubisoft's. Not the year. No, yeah, yeah. Not the Far Cry game, their best-selling game. It outsold every Creed, every Watchdog, everything they made. Which was, That's ridiculous. Which was big, because yeah. before that, like, Far Cry 3 kind of changed the formula, set the world on fire. Far Cry 4 came out, performed really fucking poorly. I think poorly. they said 5 did, like, 25 million copies. Yeah, and then 5. Yeah. That's insane. 5 is, like. That's Mario Kart levels. Huge. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and I only had a couple gripes with 5. Which was, we'll talk about later when we get into it, but you, you also mentioned this on PSVG, that they kind of overcorrected from one of the big criticisms of 5, um, and I yeah, feel that yeah. as well. So, But we'll talk about that when we so, get to it. So yeah, so I, I that's, that's my concern, is if this one doesn't do as well, then they start taking some criticism to heart as they look to make changes. Because yeah. they are thinking, we missed the mark, so let's give them something, that let's see what they want, let's give them what they want. Right. It's like, I, and, and, you know, like I said, Turok and Perfect Dark, you said Far Cry 1. Like, I think a lot of reviewers want like Blood Dragon. They want it to be a video game. You know, like they want like stupid sci-fi video game characters. And my only take is that is we have plenty of that. I don't need another game like that. I love the Far Cry, like tries to go out of it. Like, like what you were saying with about the culture and everything. I love that about this game. Like, I really love Danny. Danny's great. She's a great character. I'd love to see her as a returning character. Like you could take Far Cry. I felt I almost felt the same way about Far Cry five. I would have taken multiple Far Cry five sequels to me, like Far Cry five and the seeds could have been like a trilogy. You could have given me so much more of that. If they did a Far Cry six, like new dawn with more Danny, like and explore her story more like a prologue or something like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, let's do that too. Cause yeah. she's a, such a great character. I would like to see more of that. So, yeah, I agree. I kind of just think that um, well, we might well get into it. Um, Donnie, give your initial thoughts on the game since we're already here now. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. Um, for a lot of reasons. Um, primarily just plot and story. I don't think I like it as much as five. Um, but that aside, I, I like I like some of it um, more than five, and ultimately, I think it's. I think it's pretty good. Um, it's meeting all of my expectations for the game. I have no buyer's remorse over buying the gold edition um, for that's what you call it. I've put in over 30 hours with it since I've gotten it. And I really just enjoy the loop. It's beautiful. Plays great. 60 frames. A few bugs aside, you know, like that's not that's not stealing any joy for my time with the game at all. And it does what Far Cry does, which is a really great loop that we don't get in single player games. 
which is the ability to explore an open world, to tackle objectives the way that you want to, and then approach actual first-person shooter combat from any angle or any design or any style that you want to, which is, I think, the that's the addictive nature for me in Far Cry. That's like, that's the, as I try to boil it down to something that I can measure, that's the Far Cry stuff that we don't get from other games. Mm -hmm. Like, you get, you can go do first-person shooter stuff in Call of Duty, or battlefield, but you can't attack a base from all different angles. You can't go in loud or go in silent or mix both. Like you can't get crazy with it. It's like that open sandboxy in nature of it. It's honestly like Far Cry is basically like Grand Theft Auto, the first person shooter, you know, awesome game. And um so in that regards I really, really like it. Um the things that I don't like as much, the loot grind puts a really big emphasis on menus and um constantly having to change your weapons weapons as a chore without being able to do it faster um, which is something i already said on place video games but i think ultimately my biggest issue is that the narrative of the game of you being in this resistance movement libertà and uh trying to overthrow this government um feels a little disconnected with ubisoft's new approach to be able to holster your weapon and basically like have anonymity I wish I, I've been thinking about this since talking about it with Dev because we didn't really talk about it. We just disagreed. Trying to think about it more, the holstering your weapon part I think is an interesting thing because had you donned a disguise, it would make a lot of sense. Like instead of holstering your weapon, if you like put on like a hoodie or like a mask or something, like if you just hid yourself a little bit more, like all of a sudden, like yeah, they don't know who I am because I'm disguised. You know, like. That makes sense. And it's like, it's basically the same mechanic just done in, you know, with a different appearance. Mm -hmm. But the way that they did it by holstering your weapon is weird because I've blown up like half the world and I've taken over all these bases and everything. By now, you would definitely know who Danny uh, was a Rojas. Yes. Yes. You would know who my Danny Rojas is across this country. You'd have to. And all the the whispers of her. Yeah. And all of the enemies act like they have no idea who I am. Yeah. Which is crazy weird because. In Far Cry 5, a major complaint of the game is that you were constantly being bombarded with these folks that are attacking you, which I understand. That's a good complaint. The difference being is that in Far Cry 5, the world was aware of your existence. Like when you walked into houses, like people would come over the radio and talk to you. Like they knew who you were. They were like, hey, 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 rookie, come over here. Like you're and you were reading. You were like you would go across like a TV and you would see one of the seed f- folks talking to you. Yeah. Like, hey, if you don't come rescue your friends, we're going to kill them. That's like a real cutscene in yeah. the game. The, that the yes cutscene so in five is so good. The world feels alive in that way. It's responding to you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in a plane wrecking shit, like, they send planes after you. Again, like, there's some, some coordination. You feel like you're being hunted. In this game, I really don't feel like I'm being hunted at all. No. In this game, I feel like I'm like this silent ninja that nobody knows, and I'm just like wrecking shop, which is fine, but it's weird. Yeah, even because it. No, go ahead. Sorry, I took over like a giant airbase, <laughs> like a really huge compound, like very big. It had tanks and everything, and I just take it over. And then once I take it over, like the world just goes back to normal. And fo- and like literally, the army that lost this base drives right by with me standing right out in front of the damn thing. Nothing. <laughs> They're I like, think, hey, hi. Yeah. You I know. think the problem is that they, 
and this is a, my, my, one of my complaints about it is they're trying to make the world feel like it's the militia doing all these things instead of your character. Right, so but even you, then, like, you still look like a, like, if you dress up, like, yeah. your character looks like a, yeah. that's what I'm saying, like, had you put on a disguise instead of a, instead of holstering your weapon, like, let's say you just had a disguise that was, like, everyday disguise, like, instead of yeah. holstering your weapon, if that option was, like, go incognito, and you just look like an average citizen yeah. with, like, a hat on, all of a sudden, that makes a lot more sense. You're blending it. Yep. Yeah. At- but they just kind of just make you feel like everything you do, except which is weird, except in the cutscene, they acknowledge out you did all this stuff. Yeah. But yeah. in the world itself, yeah. they're like, the, oh, the militia's doing all this stuff. It's not one person who's knocking this stuff down. It's the whole militia and the group. So we're just going to ignore you walking down the street with a, a big old pack on your back. So in that, in that way, in that regard, with that context, I always feel like I feel like this world feels a little less alive than I felt yes. in Far Cry 5. Yeah. And my com- I think that's just my biggest that's probably my biggest gripe with it. And my complaint with five while we're on the topic, because like I, I agree with Donnie that they kind of overcorrected on that. Um my complaint with five wasn't that I was constantly attacked by like the Paggies as they're called in five, which is like the cultists. Um it was more or less that like you could be doing a side objective, but the game decides, hey, you progressed enough to start a new story mission. You're no matter what you're doing. You're just going to get tagged by a dart and dragged to a different location halfway across the map. That was my big complaint with that mechanic in 5 where like you were always being hunted. It's like, it didn't matter what you were doing. You could be in an area where there is no one around you and still you get hit by a dart. And it's like, where the fuck did the dart come from? Like, that was my big complaint with it. And again, the, the hiding your gun mechanic doesn't really make sense if you're, if, like Donnie said, you're not putting out a disguise. Because... You're literally wearing Libertad colors on every outfit. Like, if you look, yep. every outfit has the Libertad uh, colors. Um, but in the, hey, I took over a base and things just went back to normal. I think my favorite thing is taking over a checkpoint and then watching all the vehicles drive through it as the guerrilla fighters just decide to, like, go ham on all of the, um, all of the, mili- like, not militia, but like. Militia? All of the military. Yeah, all of the military's forces as they just drive through the checkpoint because they just see them all standing there with guns and they just decide to get out and attack and then it's just a huge explosion at this checkpoint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so in that regards, it feels more like um, like a big Far Cry sandbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's where, like, I always bring up, or I did bring up on PSVG, almost like a Destiny-ish, like, feel. Destiny has, like, the open world where you're doing mission after mission after mission. This open world still just, like... Like in this hub, like everybody's just still kind of fighting and going on. Kind of feels like that in a little bit. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk that the future of Far Cry will be a live servicey type game, especially with Far Cry 6's loot, loot grind to better weapons and stuff like that. Like, I kind of could see them taking Far Cry in a Destiny ish type of direction. One big thing with, with story expansions and stuff like that. I definitely miss is being able to have multiple types of ammo for a bow because. Uh, I love the. You can do that in this game. Not, yeah. not at the same time. I have the compound bow now, which is like level three, and I can still only have blast arrows selected. You just got to upgrade so you can have different ammo. There's an ammo mod slot you can open at the workbench where you can get different types of ammo. You can poison ar- arrows and other. No, no, no. Yes, but I can only have one selected at the time, whereas in like Far oh, yeah. Cry Five, I could have regular arrows. Blast yeah, no, see, and that, yeah, that. that's the so the issue with this game is that they put in all of these weaknesses for the for 
your enemies where they've got armor resistance and weaknesses. Mm. And the reason that I, I postulate the reason they did that is they want you to be on this loot grind where you're constantly getting these different weapons. And they want you to have an inventory where you're kind of prepared for everything. And that's the point is that they want you to have multiple bows and multiple weapons that can handle multiple different situations. Um, which is why I think the, um, a major weakness of this game is how they pull that off because you're spending way more time in this game in the menu system and in the inventory than yeah. you were in Far Cry 5. And that and that's definitely something you notice pretty early on and it never gets better. And we've just seen games do it better. They should have loadouts or like quick wheel selections or radio wheel selections. I brought up Breath of the Wild, like how it lets you select multiple bows, mm-hmm. multiple shields, multiple weapons from anywhere at any point in time without yeah. pressing the pause menu. Um, Far Cry 5 had the radio wheel, yep. but it had sub radio wheels that you could like you could hit RB and go to a second or a left one and this one has none of that. You just basically have to hit start, go. Yeah. And like and you're right, if I could just change ammo on the fly instead of at a workbench, then you'd have like three weapons. Yeah, yeah it would but be. Cause... Obviously, that's the reason why they did it, though, is because they don't want you to do that. Yeah. They want you to use all the stuff. Yeah. So it, they, they don't give you that option. I will say and it's kind of a pain in the ass. It is nice. Um, so I have a couple of gripes. So I did a co-op yesterday with Jared Orr from the MTTG community. Um, yeah. Now, here's an interesting fact for people. Now. I've always complained about this. You heard me complain about the Far Cry Five. Um, <laughs> that's what she. That's what she usually does, right? When she makes a hi. Yeah. This is. Yeah. This but is I'm not. My factoid. I'm not going to do that. But. Um, oh, I was promised uh, the full PSX. Uh, okay, experience. fine. Hi. Here's it. my point. Uh, there we go. Um, <laughs> so I did co-op because, like, there's a trophy. Like, I don't know that I'm like I platinum Far Cry Five and I enjoyed it, but I don't know that I'll. I've heard the operations are a pain in the ass, which looks like it would be the only trophy to give me trouble. Um, but regardless, this isn't about platinums. It's about co-op progress doesn't transfer, and it never has for Far Cry games. Yeah, no, and I don't correct. understand why. Like, like they're like you can play the whole game in co-op, and I'm like, great. But then, like, if I have to play on my own, I don't have any of that progress and have to start over. So no. But I joined Jared Orr last night to. Uh, to do one co-op mission, which was a base, because there's a trophy for it. Did that. Obviously, that base is progress. Didn't count for me, which is fine. Here's an interesting thing that did count, and I don't understand how that worked, but alright. Um, so, I entered that that co-op mission with only one of the four rides unlocked. With, like, the starter ride, the one you get from one. Okay. Um... I joined Jared's co-op mission and saw a notification that I'd unlocked two more. Not expecting them to, you know, stay. Um, Jared and I finished playing. I went back to my game. Hi! Those other two rides are permanently unlocked for me now. So I didn't get to nice. I didn't get to find them. So interesting bug that I expect will be fixed, but that's the only progress deal you'll carry on if you do co-op in this game, which is weird. Um I don't know. Yeah, I've Kevin and I tried the co-op with one of those missions in five and not, I'm just not much of a multiplayer to begin with, but even outside of that, like I don't particularly enjoy co-op much in Far Cry. No. Also the tether system for it is too like, so like if you go too far, it'll disconnect you. Um, it's just not my yeah. style of game. And, that, and that's, that's the thing that scares me with the live service, live service yeah. type of talk is Far Cry to me 
I put on headphones. I go and start checking off this map and you getting lost in this world. I may throw in a podcast or listen to music while I'm doing it. You know, like it's, it's such a, like the loop is such, so good. That's what I did and this it's morning. Not, it's not so narrative focused that I feel like I have to constantly, you know, I can't listen to something, you know, like I'm not constantly pausing something so I can hear the dialogue because there's not a whole lot, right? Like you just kind of get through it. And then once you're out in the open world, you can kind of just do whatever. And so, like, for me, it's a great time to sit down and listen to something and just play a game. Let me ask you both this. Because I, I know, I think all of us chose the woman version of yeah. Danny. Yes. Yeah. What do you think the, of the whole the, concept? The only of... version of Danny, as Dev says. <laughs> Correct. What do you think of the whole concept of Ubisoft doing? Because they're doing it. They did it with Assassin's Creed. I guess it's coming to. Yeah, I think they have to, right? Because if you don't, then everybody fucking loses their yeah, shit and, and I, gets mad. Was, and Haley's uh, lost her shit over when they just show one or the other in a commercial instead of the other one. No, like, I, I, like so. That's my thing, right? Like, I. It's not that they're only showing one in the trailer that bothers me. It's they'll go, hey, this specific character is canon, like they did for Odyssey. They literally came out and said, hey. Cassandra is the canon assassin for Odyssey. She is How can you even say that, though, if there's two of them? <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> that doesn't make any because sense. Because <laughs> they release novel... I know, right? But because well, they, they yeah. release novelizations for these games and they have to pick a canon one and whatever one... See, Delvin, this is why they, they can't. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to yeah. keep doing yeah, this. And- uh, I, I'd much rather... Like, at least Danny is Danny in this one, right? And you've yeah. got a full character with a name and a backstory and a distinct look yeah. versus Far Cry 5. And it's New Dawn, which both had, like, characters that didn't talk. Um, yeah. Like, and then... Like, so that's the thing, right? Danny's a great character. Like, I've only... Like, I haven't left the first... Like, I've left the first island, obviously. My game clock when I stopped playing this morning before we started recording was 22 hours. I've mostly stayed in that first area with the Monteros. Um, no spoilers. I just did Operation Sundown. It, Donnie, you should know what that is. Um, so I don't know how much of the Monteros I have left. But um, I'm enjoying my time with it. Um, my big thing, though, is that, like like Donnie said, it's like, it's like you can hide, but why? I always have my gun out because, like... I don't know. I don't really want to. The bribery mechanic just doesn't make sense to me either. Like, it's so rare that. Wait, wait, hang on a second. Sorry to interrupt you, Haley, but Devlin was talking about. The question was this the mechanic with the male. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the aspect of it. I really like female Danny in this game. Yes. Um, I just like the look of the character and just feels more like Gria and I don't always play as every no. female character. I feel like there's there might be some fatigue with every game almost seemingly having like a, a female character. I played as male Ivor guys just thought he looked more like a Viking. I just thought he looked cool, right? Um but I played as Cassandra and Odyssey. Like I go back and forth and I think that option is 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 probably what more people are looking for, right? They want yeah they want the, the option, option and not be force fed and you know like have like what was it um uh, Saints Row, right? People thought they were like, oh, we're going to play as a character from the trailer. It's like, well, you can. Yeah. You play as any character. So, yeah, <laughs> That's like, kind of the point. Yeah. that which is, so, all, which is always been the point with Saints Row. And so when people all of a sudden were like, oh, no, no character customization. I was like, guys, they shouldn't have to tweet. There's character customization. I know this is a reboot of Saints Row, but 
they've said it's not gonna lose like the the core Saints Row tendencies, which meant that like I don't even know why they had to stress. Well, it just goes to show that, right? Like you can't. To be honest with you, it just goes to show that most most of the time somebody is going to probably be upset. Yeah. Like you, you know, like they get shit for having both. They get shit for yeah. having one and making one canical. And Saints Row's getting shit. And they let you make your own. Like, you Dev, know, Dev gives know Saints Row shit for it too because yeah, nobody's like, nobody's ever going to be happy with any solution. I, I honestly think Dev's just joking around, but like that Dev was kind of giving him shit for it too. It's like, no, just I want to be that one. Why why can't we all just be that one? And I'm like, because it's Saints Row and it's always been about customization. Like. Your character well, you is, can be that one. Yeah, your character is literally that's the named. Thing is you can be that one. Named the boss for one specific reason, and that's called character yeah. customization. <laughs> right. So, like, yeah, you get crap if it's just one character, and you get crap if it's two characters. Crap if you let you get your own character. It's just, yeah. I, I like what they did with this in terms of like having male and female Danny both be named Danny. So you don't have to. Oh, you're the rookie, and they just call you the rookie. Oh, yeah. no, but no, that's, not re- that's not that's a not name. Reality. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a name that you get called. And Especially so, Far Cry, because you it's so it's first person. Yeah, you don't really see much in it. I played Far Cry Five as both. I, I've I've played it twice. I've done beaten it twice, and I played as both. I went. I went. I think a female rookie first, male rookie second. And to be honest with you, my play through in both was largely unchanged. Oh yeah. Yep. It did not really matter at all. The only thing it changes is uh spoiler alert for New Dawn is uh what the uh the judge looks like. It's the only And and to be honest with you, in Assassin's Creed, Ubisoft again is very um forward leaning into new territory because I think the characters are way more um differentiated between male and female Ivor. I know Elaine and I have talked a long time because we played the shit out of that game. Oh yeah. Her experience was greatly different because she was playing as a female versus me playing as a male. But here's the thing. You could fuck whoever you want in that game. Yep. Like, you romance whoever you want. Male, female, Ubisoft Which did not give a shit. was Viking tradition, honestly. Right. But Well, even if it wasn't, like, that's still somewhat very forwardly. It is. So you can't even, it is, yeah. you know, like, they, 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 that's the part, honestly, that's the part that scares me. So you can clearly tell that Ubisoft listens to their critics. <laughs> And that they yeah. make changes of gameplay based on the criticism that they've received in the past. And that's one of them. And that's a good change that they've made. I applaud them for that. But that's the scary thing about Far Cry 6's review cycle that has me somewhat worried is that Ubisoft will give in to, you know, some of these um, criticisms if you think they're criticisms. Like, I don't think Ubisoft's open world formula is a criticism. I don't either. Why buy the game? Exactly. It makes me, I so, I so badly wanted, I wish I could get, like some of these people on a podcast or something, I just wanted to ask them, like, why are you reviewing this game then? Like when I was listening to Jez, right? And he's like, I played Valhalla and I played Ghost Recon and I played, and I'm tired of playing it. It's like, then why are you playing it? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a really easy question here. Why are you reviewing this game then? Like if you, if you, if you got the review copy for Far Cry 6, you're like, I'm so sick and tired of Ubisoft game. Then why are you reviewing it? Give it to someone else. that's not tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be, I would say that to anybody. Right? That like, would anybody. Be... like, if you've played every Mario game and Nintendo comes out the next Mario game, you're like, I'm so sick and tired of playing Mario games. Like, guess what? You shouldn't probably review this yeah, game. That's like, um, that would be like giving me the next call. Like, I mean, I, I don't really consider myself a reviewer because we just have long form discussions about it on the podcast. But even still, like, that'd be like giving me the next Call of Duty game. Like, well, it's just weird. 
I don't think that's a better. I don't think that's a good analogy. Because like I, I don't think you have to like something to review it. I don't think that's a great place to be in because you're going to play a lot of. I played a lot of games I didn't like, but it's one of those things where if you are, it's the premise. The premise that Jez was saying was, I'm tired of playing all of these games because they're all the same. Think about like sports. Yeah. Like if you're the Madden reviewer, right? You get Madden year after year after year, and you're like, I can't stand Madden anymore. It's like then you should probably stop reviewing Madden. Yep. Like you're not the person for this anymore. Like we need to find another person on this. Well, assignment. no, then, which is why doesn't was, mean they have to like it. Yeah, just you can't go in with that inherent bias. Which is not like <laughs> like yeah. I just I can't stand this anymore. Like that's such a weird place to walk into a review. Which is why I was making the comment about like giving me COD for like a review is because not that I hate COD. Like I hate some of the stuff that COD does, but like I don't have a problem with the franchise as a whole. Um. My my big thing is that I just got tired of the, them, like, and, you know, whatever. They're going to do what they're going to do. But I'm so tired of going back and forth between, like, different, like, eras. And then, like, constantly going back to World War II. Like, we did we had a World War II game, like, three years ago, and we're already back there. So Well, I think there's a reason for that, but that's a topic for another yeah. podcast. <laughs> uh, my next topic for you guys. What do y'all think about... How, how far are you in the heli? Uh, so the Monteros are like that first little section on the island. Like you're, you're told once you complete the tutorial island, like you should go here, but really you can go anywhere. Okay. That's not what I'm making. Yeah. Sure. But like, um, I've done a lot of that, like no spoilers, but like a character that you meet who you have to get trust you is I'm no longer dealing with that character. Um, and that's as best as I can say without spoiling. Um, so that's about where I am. I'm 22 hours in. Um, so yeah, you're deep into it. I want. I asked that because I want to know what did you both think about the third person. I I hate it. I hate it. It's so oh. it's so jarring. I would be more a fan of that third person mechanic if it applied to vehicles. Um, if it applied to vehicles and not the camp mechanic, I would be all for it. But get rid of it. It's terrible. I. I I honestly liked it. I, I thought when I when it when it happened, I'm like, can I play the whole game like this? I'm like, well, see, I that's just then that's just just cause. Mm-hmm. Like they're there, Ubisoft is very, and I think that's a big. I think when you look at from Ubisoft, they would say that it's that's a big reason why this is different than Creed. For everybody, it's like it's just Assassin's Creed. It's like, well, this is first person, it's third person. Like that, those differences used to mean something to people. Like, I don't understand yeah, why don't all of a sudden with Ubisoft, these differences just don't mean anything anymore. Like, they're all the same thing. Like, if you just told people that all Mario games are the same because they have Mario, like, Nintendo fans would lose their shit. <laughs> yes, they would. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Mario Odyssey is the I exact mean- same thing as... You know, Mario Bros. To be fair, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Nintendo fans are losing their shit over anyone saying they're not playing Metroid Dread, so. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it. yeah, it, it's weird, but I, I, the third, I mean, I, I said it on PSVG, I, I wish we could fly and drive in third person because it would make a lot more sense. I don't think a whole lot of people, at least you have the option, I don't think a whole lot of people do first person driving games, like it's not really much yeah, of a thing it's not no like it's well i mean it's not even just that great it's not like really a part of the genre like in first person games to constantly no. be in first person the only driving. game I've i don't think is... grand turismo's like that people like play grand turismo well, sure. racers give you the option but you can also option out of it right mm-hmm. yes. there's no like is there an exclusively first person driving thing like in any game uh, drive club okay 
Draft club, yeah. Draft club. I'm thinking like in like, and you're right. I was thinking more like in adventure games. Oh, like Grand Theft no. Auto, you can go back and forth. <sighs> like they're like I think every non like racing sim game when you drive, you can do both. I think so. Yeah, I think right. that's correct. Yeah, so it's is weird that they lock you to it. Oh, I can think of another, but I mean, it. Like even Red Dead, you can do both. Yes, but yeah. I was gonna say Cyberpunk. It's uh, it, well, that does both too, actually. Yeah, you do both because yeah. I was like, because I yeah, I clicked out of that one as well. But only, only in the driving like, section, which is my. I was thinking yeah. like Driver back in the day, you could do both. Mm. Driver three, Midnight Club, you could do both. Obviously, like Forza, you can do both. Yeah, Forza handles it really well too, though. It's just really, really common. So I think it's strange that Ubisoft is like, absolutely not. You have to play in first person. You have to do it this way. It's not. And we're going to give you like a third person mechanic in in camp sections only where like we kind of restrict your movements and the character. I don't know why they're doing that. Like, yeah. When I saw that, I thought of GTA 5. Like, why don't you just do the whole game where you can either play first person or third person? If that's the case, you're going to already set it up like that. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. But I think in the marketing and some of the development stuff, like there is a. There's. I. I wish I had the article. I, I'd link you to it. But I was reading it. I remember after E3, I think, or after one of the Ubisoft forwards, they came out with an article. They did a really big deep dive, like on all of the staff and how much they've worked on trying to make this uh, experience authentic to like its, you know, heritage. Like, I don't, they don't want to say Cuba, but like, you know, like they worked with a lot of people from Cuba and stuff to try and make this an authentic experience. And in that they talked about it. The, one of the things I remembered latched, the, one of the things I latched onto in that article is they talked constantly about how it's a first person shooter. Like they really, really want to market. This as their, this is far cry is their first person shooter game. And it's so weird because we think of it as like it's their action, you know, it's their open world adventure game, like Creed, like Watch Dogs. That's yeah. not how Ubisoft looks at Far Cry. No, they look at it Ubisoft as- looks at Far Cry as their first person shooter. It's like they've got a game for like every genre of person, right? And like this is their first person shooter game, you know. So in a way, this is Ubisoft's like Call of Duty, their Battlefield. It just happens to be open world, like all Ubisoft games. But this is their first person shooter game. So like, I and I understand that because it's probably something you want to put on the box, something you want to put in the marketing. It appeals to a different group of people. Right, like if you're a fan of first-person shooters, I I imagine a lot of first-person shooter fans probably aren't playing a whole lot of Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, like we are because we love video games. But there's like giant community out there that's not. So like I understand Ubisoft wanting to stick to that. So I I don't want to be like you need to change it. No, like I get it. It's just I get it. It's weird though because like you can definitely tell the game is built around being first-person because like you move weird in third-person. Yeah. And but also in the camp they restrict your movements like you can't jump and um mm. like in the world like you'll walk over things no problem in first person um, you rarely have to like jump to like go up a maybe step it's or something anything. they're playing with maybe they're messing with it and uh, yeah that's what I was thinking yeah they might be they might be tinkering with something maybe if, maybe if they go this live service rate maybe they'll add stuff like that yeah it's just it's weird though because like. They don't stop you from like walking off a cliff in the camp section. Like that first Montario camp there, there's a little ramp in an area like right where Chorizo's doghouse is. And you can walk and like fall off of that, no problem. Like you're not gonna take damage, but like you can do that. But you can't jump in the camp, which, you know. And they make you walk slower. It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah, why are you gonna be jumping around? Chill out. Tranquilo. <laughs> yeah. 
Relax. Haley thinks she's part of the house of pain. Yeah, she's over here just jumping around and shit. <laughs> that, that's a, that's Montero family looking at her like, who brought the weirdo? That's a, that's a Tyler Perry reference, right? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Fuck this. <laughs> Donnie, what do you think the future of Far Cry is? <laughs> I'm not even going there. I don't know. <laughs> Damn, this is like the first time live on air that I feel old. Like I have made me feel old. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I can only take the reports, right? Um, Schreier said that they're going to do some sort of service thing. When I played Far Cry 6, I feel like there's a lot of destiny here. As I think about those two. See, when they when Schreier's, when, I, when we first got the report, was it last April? Yeah. Or March or something? When we first got the report from Schreier, like, Far Cry is going to go live service. I was thinking... Oh God! We already know we're getting Creed Infinite. Yeah, and honestly, every time I hear Ubisoft talk about another service game, I cannot stop thinking of the Division. They're like making everything the fucking Division. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like, understand yeah. it. Like, look, I Ghost Recon's the Division, Rainbow Six is the Division. Yeah. Apparently, like I was like, oh no! Like, I, but I, I love the Division, but I don't understand their obsession with trying to turn every game they make into. So. Having played Far Cry <laughs> Six. If this is the, and, and we don't know this to be true, but if this is the direction that they're going to lean forward, like, I kind of get it. Because if I have an open world that I get dropped into, there's a loot grind, there's a power level, right? You're going to have some sort of resistance level, something to let you level up. And you drop into this world, you can still play solo, and basically they just kind of keep refreshing the map. You get new bases, new checkpoints, new things to clear. And every so often, like once a year, right, they drop an expanding in a new region, maybe a new villain to overthrow or something with new checkpoints, new bases and stuff to clear. Um, and you're constantly on this loot grind. And let's say there's like a battle pass, you know, or there's like some weekly events. I would even probably participate like in like PVE strikes. Like if it was just like, hey, there's a strike going on over here, like you and your resistance team up and go like if I could do that solo without really being impeded a whole lot, I would probably do that. So I think in that world, like I kind of get it. And I think it's because of playing Far Cry 6. I'm playing Far Cry 6. I'm like, that actually makes sense because it feels like a solo Far Cry experience that just kind of incorporates levels of the co-op experience kind of in it systematically if you want it to. Yeah. My only thing that I don't get is I th- I disagree with Dev. I think if that's the future for Far Cry, I think they'll add a PvP something. Yeah. I could see well, a battle royale. See, that's the I thing. could definitely see Far Cry battle royale. I could see them doing some sort of like territory thing where you like you have factions and you shoot each other to like control territory in the map or something like that. I could see different stuff like that. That is a so also that's a huge thing you just sent me. Also, you use Bing. I use well, Bing. I use it sometimes. I use Bing. I know well, you got to get no, no, Bing. No. I I know why you use Bing. There's the difference. Um, gotta get that Microsoft. I, yes, mic, I know. Um, uh, no, I just. Why do y'all think I'm a caveman? I do know technology. I do know some technology. I get that all the time <laughs> when I tell people I'm using Edge or Bing. I always get those side eyes. It's like the internet loves to hate on people that did that. I, I learned about Bing and and um, Bing Rewards like 15, 17 years ago. It was a long time ago, actually. It's been a while. And uh, it was way before Xbox had it more incorporated in rewards than they do now. But I've gotten 
maybe over a thousand dollars free money just because I use Bing and, and edge and Microsoft awards like ridiculous how much money I've gotten over the years. Yeah. I do the same PlayStation rewards. Yeah. I cash out like a free never 50 or $60. Here. I'm so I mad. cash out like a free coupon, like once a year and basically yeah. a completely free game just because I use this little browser. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't even use really Bing anymore as much as it's because it's all integrated into Edge now. So now I just use Edge, but yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, you asked where the future of Far Cry is going, Delvin. Oh, um, where, you th- where you want it to go? Because I have an idea why I want it to go. So. Um, I don't know. Like, I always liked it. But- I want it to stay this. I want it to stay where it is. I don't want it to go anywhere. I want it to stay. Leave it alone is what I want. Oh, I, I think you mean setting, right? No, no, in general, no. anything. I agree with what you. Come I agree up with Donnie. Leave Far Cry the way it is because I I like Far Cry. Um, but like setting wise, I don't know. There's a lot of places they could tackle. I think it'd be cool to have, have a game set in um, like Russia. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So. We came up with a bunch of ideas in the Discord for this. And for if I, I wish I could go look at. Maybe I'll try to look it up on my phone because we came up with a bunch of ideas. Well, while you're looking up, mine's is South Africa. They've already yeah. done that, though. Do, that do, was two. No, no. That was Resident that Evil 5. That sucked. <laughs> no, let's do a real South African one about the blood diamonds. Have a African protagonist who lives there dealing with the militias there and things like that. You could do a, tell a real cool story of a Far Cry game in Africa. A better one than 2 was. 2 wasn't that great. 2 was terrible. And also, again... To stress, fuck that malaria mechanic. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you can walked have like around this. a corner in that game and got malaria. You'd cure the malaria, and thirty seconds later, you'd have malaria again. Oh, this is funny because yeah, now that I'm looking it up, I realize I don't think anybody's gonna like my answer. Oh. My immediate answer was something like um, like undead nightmare. Like I'd go zombies with it, and make it like a really horror thing. Mm. That'd be interesting. Um, that'd be fun. Um, That'd be a good DLC. I mean, yeah, because Fortune Towers in the Discord was talking about something more fantasy like, and he was going the Skyrim way. I was going like the alt history way, like Wolfenstein. Mm. Like, if you did it like an alternate universe that's set like on a historic event that just went the wrong way, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Probably. I mean, that's that's kind of how, like, like, I love Wolfenstein for that. Like, it's like everything goes the same until um, the atomic bomb structure. Then it's different. The Nazis uh, bomb New York um, in Wolfenstein, and then they win the war, um, and then it just progresses from there. Uh, Fallout does the same thing. But you could do that with like anything. Mm-hmm. Right? You could do yeah. that with like you know Genghis Khan, you know Napoleon. You could do that with a lot of. It'd things. It'd be interesting but, if they did it with Napoleon because like that's. Creed does a lot more historical stuff. So I, to stay away from that, I did come up with one. It's going to be really close to something else, but like keeping the GTA thing alive. One of the things I threw out, I was like, how cool would it be if they did like a Western Far Cry? I'd That'd absolutely be, cool. be fucking down for that. The if you do a cowboy shit. Oh, that would be, yeah. I'd like that. That'd be great. <laughs> it's That'd basically be- like the Red Dead that everybody wants that GTA won't make. Yeah, I like it. Um, I also came up with the idea of like, what if they leaned into the aquatic part of it more often? Like what if, uh, just basically I'm taking like big action movies that I love and like trying to turning it into Far Cry games. Cause you could do the Turok thing. You could do dinosaurs. That is easy. Um, but you could also like do like Jaws 
Like, what if there was, like, a killer shark or something like that? And, like, you had some on-land stuff, but, like, basically you're doing, like, battle in the water. You got, like, get a boat and stuff like that. Like, that's another thing you could do. That'd probably be better as, like, a little side story expansion. But I know there's a lot of people that went Japan. I think I'm over the Japan thing now in games. Like, I'm good. You I don't know? think you could do it as good as Ghost of Tsushima. No, I don't think you can. And I think at some point Creed will try. And it's like, I'm good. There's like, actually... I don't remember where I heard this, so I don't have a source. But I'm pretty sure there's actual. <laughs> my source may or may not exist, <laughs> yeah. but here's my point. I know. Well, I just. Kaylee's gonna crush it in college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what college? I can't afford to go to college. I, gotta... I thought everything was free in Canada. College? No. Keep getting that overtime, you will be able to. And a bet. Fuck you. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, um, no, like, um, now you maybe lose my train of thought. <laughs> oh, right, right, okay. Uh, I think there's a legal reason why Assassin's Creed has not done a full-fledged uh, open-world game in Japan, is what I was trying to say. Because uh, they did the small, they did the small, like, 2D side-scroller game, uh, in i think it was china but they've stayed as far away from japan as they can and as i heard it i do not remember where like i said i don't have a source for this um i'm pretty sure there's a legal reason why they haven't done it because it's like their most requested thing every time a new assassin's creed is announced everyone's like japan 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 Japan." and i'm like like they have to know that would sell like buckets but there's got to be a reason they haven't done it. You could always do more futuristic stuff. You could have like a cyberpunk version of it. You mm. could do post-apocalyptic stuff. And you have a Fallout version of Far Cry. There's lots of ways you can do this without keeping the realism stuff. And then, I, I, honestly, I think the more realism stuff they add, just the more they're going to, you know, run into resistance. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What if they get more into the realism and do, and this is going to be controversial. Oh, it's going to be North super Korea. controversial. North Korea. Yeah, that'd be awesome. They could. And I think that's the way you do the Russia thing, right? You do the same thing yep. like with Russia. I think Russia's a good idea. Do straight up do straight up North Korea. They obviously they won't call it North Korea, but we'll know it's North Korea. They definitely that, are, gonna, are not gonna do that. That would be fun. <laughs> so, yeah. No. I would like to see them come <laughs> back to like the Waco experiment and do that better. I think mean, you could keep doing that. Yeah. The Far Cry thing is really good because you can keep doing it. And the thing I think, like, why I mentioned Far Cry 1 and that uh, uh, it seems reviewers wanted to go back to that is that Far Cry 1 was set in, like, a fictional island or whatever, but it had a supernatural element to it. Like, you got powers in Far Cry 1. It was weird. So. The other thing that we could do is we could license it. Dev and I have long wanted, like, Far Cry the game, but with Archer. And I'll throw you the other one. You can make a Purge game and it's just Far Cry. Far Cry the Purge. I like that. Mm-hmm. Be interesting. Easy sandbox to build, man. Ubisoft, come at me. I got I got ideas for days. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We could do this a lot. Just don't do the primal thing again. Yeah, no. no not that. I don't want the I caveman saw, thing. I saw s- but you could go back, because I do think of Far Cry like with guns, you know, like I want like cool weapons. Um. Like, Apocalypto is, like, kind of the one thing where I'm thinking, like, ooh. Like, take the... Like, because the primal part was, like, all... Beers and... Ice Age shit. Like, no, no, no. Like, go 
Apocalypto with it, like on the dawn of civilization. So you maybe have like muskets and stuff, but like you're in the jungles, bone arrows and stuff like that. I was like, that'd be kind of cool because you could be really like creepy and scary with it, too. You know, because some of those ancient civilizations you get into South America, some scary shit like what they would do. <laughs> you know, sacrificing people to the sun god and stuff. Like, you can make a, a really, really creepy, you know, villain in that setting um, that you want over. Because, I mean, honestly, that's what Far Cry is. Far Cry is a game where you take down evil villains. Yes. you got to have the evil villain. So, just anything. You talk about controversial. What if they did, like, again, like, old history. What if they did, like, Hitler? Ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah. People would be pissed. I don't think Ubisoft wouldn't touch that. I, I no, I really don't think Ubisoft would touch it. Like yeah, they also touch that at again, all. like just for just to like show like how much Ubisoft like knows what to stay away from. My favorite thing, and like this isn't so like the the Wolfenstein 2 thing when they were marketing the game with like there's a lot of things you could do to a Nazi with a hatchet, right? And Let's do evil George Washington. Yeah. Yeah, they did evil George Washington in Assassin's Creed 3, and they got shit for it. Yeah. But then I'm laughing that Ubisoft has stayed away from doing alternate history like that again, because Bethesda, with their thing for Wolfenstein 2, like the, the I forget the subtitle, it's like um the new Colossus, there you go. Um, yeah. The, they they kept marketing the game as hard as possible, like being like, "There's a lot of ways to kill a Nazi with a hatchet," and they kept getting shit from people for it for being like, well, 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 why not talk them down?" And I'm like, "They're fucking Nazis!" Like, because well, there's, well, yeah, there's unfortunately, so don't don't tell that to teachers in Texas. Uh, I that fucking story, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> yes. So yeah. yeah, any anyway, we can build any sort of evil big bad yeah. and build a Far Cry game around it. Far Cry Seven in Africa, Edris was the bad guy. There you go. Far Cry. I, I know Donnie's tired of like this. You do future game with Terminator. If you bring up Marvel, I was swear to God, I wasn't gonna bring up. Marvel. I definitely want to do I was that. gonna. I, I was wanna... gonna bring up. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh my he god. He mentioned. He mentioned Idris Elba. So I was gonna bring up one specific character from the Suicide Squad, like. Like if they were gonna license it, like you want Archer, Bloodsport. they could, yeah, like use the Bloodsport character as like, you know. If there's a franchise that I would love to give the GoldenEye license to, and everybody's excited about what, um, the Hitman folks are doing, right? With I, I completely forgot that was a thing. Dude, I legit forgot that was a thing. I'd play the hell out of a GoldenEye game if it was like Far Cry 007. That yeah. sounds fucking dope. It does. There are a lot of times I play Far Cry Six like kind of as a GoldenEye game. Have my silence nine millimeter, you know, I'm dipping around and going to those old school bunkers and stuff. People hiding around corners and crates and stuff feels just like like the old game sometimes. Um I'd be down for that. You do like a lot of espionage stuff too. You'd have stealth missions mixed with kick ass missions, you get the car and everything. Like that makes sense. 